Thank you. Thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you, Pastor Brett, your lovely wife. Sean, your lovely wife. Thank you for the food. Sean took care of me. Them lamb chops. <laughs> Sweet water was great. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Grace coming to church. We praise God for you and we give God all the glory. Amen. This is an amazing night. This should be an amazing weekend because it's really not about us. It's really about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's about what Christ will do in a life and how he transforms and changes the life and changes a marriage and bring it to the greatest place of a man's purpose and his reason for standing. The strength in the marriage is greater than anything that you will ever imagine. I didn't know that from the beginning of my life. Let us pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. Praise you. We thank you. We give you glory. We bless you because you're an amazing God. And we thank you for this night. We thank you for the couples. We thank you for those that are married, long-term marriage, short-term marriage, struggles. We, those that are contemplating marriage, those that are reaching for a relationship. Father, bring the right person. We know that the greatness come out of marriage when we love you first. Then we learn to love each other. We bless you, we honor you, and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, I'm going to share a little bit. I wasn't, I wasn't really always like this. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. You know, I wasn't really always like this. You know, I think of, I, I think of my life and I think of where I came from and where God brought me from. You know, being a heathen, um, being a womanizer, you know, being an alcoholic, being a drug addict, drug addict, being a sinner, saved, from, saved by grace and only grace only. To, to be able to be restored, you know, in, in, in my relationship with my wife Tracy today after two failed marriages because... I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. You know, I put on the uniform and I was great as an athlete, so they made me believe that, you know, I could do anything I wanted to do. Well, let me hear the, I'm here to tell somebody tonight the devil is a liar. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's his whole plan is to deceive me because the deception of my life of who I was as an athlete uh, allowed me to do all these things and hurt people. That's not the way it works especially when God has a plan. Mm-hmm. God's plan is greater than any plan man can ever think about. And, and I didn't realize that until, you know, troubles, uh, failed marriages and broken relationships and broken children. See, you don't just hurt, you, know, you just don't hurt your spouse, you hurt the whole thing. You know, it's kids involved in everything. Every, every piece ends up broken, you know, and that's what it was for me. Every piece ended up broken in my life, broken children, brokenness, broken me. See, lawlessness brings about brokenness. Mm -hmm. And it's real. See, we can pick our sins, but we can't pick the consequences. The consequences are real. You know, and, and, and you just get to a place, you know, I just got to a place, you know, from being such a dysfunction and, and, and grew up in a, a broken home and dad's an alcoholic and grew up in, so I was broken. I just put on the uniform and looked good. See, my pain led me to my greatness, but my greatness led me to my destructive behavior because I was in real pain and I never dealt with it. And if you never deal with your real pain or where you come from, yeah, I come from the ghetto, South Central L.A., from the streets. 
I was in pain, so I went to sports, and sports led me to my greatness. And my greatness of achieving the millions of dollars and trophies and everything led me to my destructive behavior. So I didn't know about marriage. I didn't know how to love. I knew how to lust, but I didn't know how to love. See, love is different than lust. It's a big difference, you know, when a man is lusting for things, you know, instead of loving. See, the only love that I knew was I was in love with myself. And that didn't work too well in the end. It may work for a short time, a period of time of your life, but in the end time, you know, that's not going to work. That's not going to get you where you need to get with God. The only thing can get you to the place where you need to get with God is, is coming to the cross and surrendering your life at the cross so there could be a healthy, healthy me. You know, we all want this we part. You know, he said, she said, you know, we want this we part, we want to be together, but it's got to be a healthy me before it's a we. You know, if I'm not healthy, then she's not healthy, then there's no we. You know, all we got is a bunch of, bunch of stuff because we come both, people come in relationships. Now, we come in relationships and we all got some junk in our trunk. <laughs> it's a matter of do I deal with my junk and not look at someone else's junk. See, I did that for a long time with my wife, Tracy, and, you know, we got this weekend, and tomorrow's going to be great, too, but she's powerful, man, and she just, she's a woman, man, that made me look at me, not what I accomplished, not what trophies I had, the success, you know, living behind the community gates, because, like, you know, you think all that is, is what it's all about. You know, I had all that, and, you know, I lived that, you know, and I thought that that's what it was all about, but Jesus said, what good does it do for a man to profit the whole world and lose his soul? It serves you no good. To have all that, and I've lost my soul. Because if I lost my soul, then I can't connect, and I can't connect in a relationship, you know, because you know what it is? It's always about me. It's about what I want, not what someone else wants. And it wasn't until I was at the bottom of the pail of my life, and guess what? God sent me this woman to straighten me out. Most amazing thing can happen in a man's life. If you find a woman that loves Jesus, you have won a ball game. <laughs> because if she loves Jesus, don't matter where you was at, no matter where I was at in my life, you know, this is the woman, this is the only one. All the rest of them was talking about I was a loser, I was a drug addict. Yeah, I was a drug addict. I smoked crack and shot dope, and I was out of my mind. She was the one pulling me out of dope houses, talking about you're going to live. God got a plan for you. The only one. Everybody else didn't gave up. She banging on doors, talking about pulling me out. Talking about God's going to use you. <laughs> I said, why don't you just let me die? She said, you just not that lucky. <laughs> so some of you got a woman by your side that God has put her by your side for a reason. You need to understand that. Because, see, I didn't understand that at the time, but now I understand it today. You know, because I was a train wreck. And I told her when we first met, I said, I'm a train wreck. You don't want to get involved with me. And I said, that's a risk you take, getting involved with me. Because some, some of us don't really understand that Delilah's and Jezebel's are real. 
they are out there to deceive you, to bring that deception, to destroy what God's trying to do in your life. You know, and that's what it was for my life when Tracy came into my life. I was at the bottom of the pit. I was like, why do you want me? You know, I just, I, I, I couldn't understand it. But see, that was a prayer that was answered. That was a prayer for my mama. That was a prayer for me. God, send me a sign of somebody. And then he sent me Tracy. Got all the rest, you know, all everybody else had written me off. And there it was. She came into my life. And, you know, I'm grateful for it because she, uh, she pushed me to the place of growing up, taking responsibility taking off the uniform and finding out who you are in Christ. See, because I was stuck with the uniform for so long and so many years in my life, that's all I ever knew. My name was Daryl Strawberry, and I won four World Series, and I made millions of dollars, and I was a heathen, and I was a liar, I was a cheater, and women all over the place, and, and never treated nobody right because I was selfish and self-centered. But until I came together with Tracy, my life started to change. And when I mean change, it was moments, you know, moments of moving out of Florida. And she said, let's move to Missouri. I said, I ain't going to Missouri. Ain't no black <laughs> folks. I said, I ain't going to no Missouri. Ain't no black folks living in Missouri. Now, you got to remember, I'm three million in debt, don't even have a driver's license. Mm -hmm. See, God was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. See, don't ever look at, you know, your struggle that God cannot restore it. Because God can restore it. We're prime examples that God do restore. If you're willing to do the work. You know, and when I left him, she had everything, a car and everything. We driving the Toyota Camry, her car, to St. Louis, Missouri. I'm looking out the window, and she, she's looking out the window. We leaving Florida. She crying. I'm like thinking to myself, God, what's wrong with her? We, we leaving Florida, going to St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> I can't believe I was on my way to St. Louis, Missouri. But I'm, I knew that God had had something for me. We were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. She's going back home, and we're going back home to live in her mother's and her parents' basement in their home. The great Daryl Strawberry, eight-time World eight-time All-Star, four-time World Series, going to live in St. Louis in my girlfriend's mother's basement, mother and father basement. You can't make it up. <laughs> but God has a plan. See, we don't know that. Some of us don't know that. In my marriage, your marriage, and, and not in those that are not married, you don't know that God has a plan. You know, God has a plan for all of us. That's why he created all of us. Too many of us just sit on the sideline. We never enter in with God, so that's why we never get into God's plan. And that's what it was for me. I, I had never entered in until Tracy and me moved to Missouri, and we were boyfriend and girlfriend, and, and she was studying the Word of God, and she woke up one morning, and I was under the covers hiding, and she said, you need to wake up. I need to talk to you. I said, okay, what's up? She said, I've been studying the Word of God, and and my life is changing. She said, I can't live like this no more. I said, what do you mean? She says, I'm not having sex with you no more. I said, what? 
I thought I was, I thought I was all that. She was like, no. She said, I'm not compromising no more. She says, I'm going to follow Jesus. And she took a real stand. That was a defining moment in my life. And I says, I'm out of here. She said, yeah, I guess that's what you need to do. We didn't know if we'd be back together, Pastor Brad or not. We didn't know. We had no idea what would take place. I left and went, on, and went to my sister's house and stayed with her three kids in a two-bedroom apartment and went to God with God. I remember the first night I got on my knees, laid that Bible on the bed. God said, don't open that Bible. And he says, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> I just cried. And I cried, and I stopped everything. I stopped sex, I stopped drinking, I stopped drugs, I stopped it all. And I went on consecration with just me and God. I started studying the Bible, and me and God. There it was. God had been waiting for me. Somebody tonight, God's waiting for you. So he can do what he needs to do in you. See, the Bible talks about it. He says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. There's no understanding of God's word. That's why I was perishing, because I didn't understand God's word. I understood the sounds of the world, but I didn't understand the sounds of the kingdom. See, it's a greater sound from the kingdom than the world. You know, I didn't understand that until I watched my wife and watched her get up every morning with God and go downstairs at 5.30 every morning. She's still to this day. She rolls out of that bed and leaves me there. And I just be think, I used to think, who's she going downstairs with? <laughs> you mess. Little did I know she was downstairs with Jesus. Because, see, I knew his name, but I didn't know his power. She knew his power. See, I just knew his name at the time. So I used to say, oh, he, okay, Jesus, yeah, Jesus, right? She knew his power, so she had a relationship with him, and I didn't. I come downstairs, and she's like bubbly, hi, hon. I'm like, why is she so happy every morning? I, walk, I don't get down there until like 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. She's already down there. She's been down there since 5.30 with God. And I said, one day came, I said, God, I want that. I want that freedom because I saw the freedom that she had in God. I saw that she was free, and I was still struggling, trying to figure out life and figure out things and figure out, you know, what's my purpose and, and, and who am I and, and what is all this all about. But I can't, I could never get to that place because I never got with God. I show up to church, hallelujah, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Walk out, the devil be like, you don't know Jesus. Guess what? He was right. I didn't know. I knew his name, but I didn't know his power. So, ultimately, I wasn't in the right place where I needed to be, and my wife was an example to me who Jesus was. Greatest gift I ever received in my life was her, because she was the example of who Jesus was. And some of us need to know that. That's a gift in a marriage. That's the strength of a marriage. God brings two together to become one. It doesn't matter which one he uses. He needs to use one to bring two together. See, he used my wife to bring me and her together to be one for his glory. So we no longer have to be separated, and we no longer have to have this animosity. You know, because when we started on our journey together, getting disciples and stuff, she was all in. I was crazy. I used to go to, but we still used to go to church. I was mad. We go to church, be in church, and the songs come on, and she wanted to hold my hand. I give her my pinky. 
because I wasn't well inside. See, there's a healing process that's got to come inside for us as Christians that God has to heal you inside. There's got to be a better me. I got to be healed inside first by God to be able to have this kind of relationship with my wife. That's a holy relationship. There's something, uh, something different about a fleshly relationship than a holy relationship. The holy relationship, you come together, and now you understand we are completely one no matter what. No matter what we go through, no matter what, what we have to battle, we are one together in Christ. It's about finding my way back, you know, to love. That's what this is. Weekend is about finding your way back to love. Those that you might have uh, fell off and lost your love for each other, let me tell you something. Don't quit. The devil's alive. Don't quit. God's got something great. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give up before the miracle. You know, it's the miracle. See, had we gave up, we wouldn't be in the miracle place. Yeah, we started at the bottom of the pit, three million in debt, her, her parents' uh, basement to a, a two-bedroom apartment, and then God just multiplied us because we stayed faithful to God. And we stay faithful in our marriage. And God's, God's got to take you. You got to go through to get to with God. There's a test you got to go through to get to the other side because God got to be able to, when he wants to position you, he's got to know that you're ready because you got to be ready for the enemy. Because no matter how much, how long we've been in church, the enemy is always there to deceive you and make you believe something else is better. But you got to be able to find your way back. You got to know God is love. Most of us miss that. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know, and we know all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord to those who are called according to his purpose. You got to know that you're called according to his purpose. Not man purpose. Man opinion, man opinion doesn't mean anything. And too many of us get consumed with so many other things, and we miss the whole point of what this is all about to be successful in a marriage together and as one together and walk together for the glory of God. After all me and Tracy went through, we said we're going to commit our whole life to Jesus Christ. Not anything else. Even at the bottom of the pit when we were there, Jesus Christ. We wanted Jesus Christ as Lord over our life. And when you make that commitment to Christ over your life, your life changes and your life will be transformed forever. But you have to make that commitment. Can't be just showing up to church. You know, you got folks be showing up to church and, you know, and couples too be showing up to church. You need to get involved in church. If you really want to see God work, get involved. If you really want to see God move, tithe. If you really want to see God work, Pastor didn't tell me to say this. <laughs> I'm saying that this because this is what me and Tracy, we did in our marriage. We followed the biblical principles. We trusted God. You know, and when we tied, we, when we started tithing, he only asked for 10%. We probably get more than that now because of what he gave us. You know, see, man will lie to you, but God will not. You know, see, we sit around a lot, and we hear a lot of riffraff, but God will, not, God will tell you something to do, and you just need to do it and trust it. 
and so many of us in, in marriage, we need the body of Christ. You need to be involved in the ministry, not just coming to church and just showing up. You, as a married couple, me and Tracy wasn't just coming to show up, showing up. We got involved. We got in service work. We got in helping. We didn't want nothing. We just wanted Jesus because he had restored us. He had cleaned us up. You know, he, he does exactly what he says. You know, he t Jesus tells us all these things about the enemy. In, in John 10, 10, he tells us, he said, the thief does not come except what to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that he may have life and have it more abundantly. He's telling you what he's coming to do. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy you. He said, I come to give you life more abundant. Not stuff. Everybody think it's stuff. He's talking about peace, joy, power, wisdom, knowledge. He's talking about all these things he's come to give you. He comes to give you all that for his purpose and plan. His purpose and plan why he created God created us for more than just ourself. He created us to be one as the body of Christ husband and wife, and <laughs> what a joy. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Such a great joy to be one in the body, husband and wife, and, and, and committed to God and, and doing kingdom work and, and, and helping people and where it's not about you. You, you, know, the marriage, you know, the marriage is strong because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. See, when you put him first, you know, it's always, it's always going to be, and Sean was talking about that last night, me and Sean, the, you, it's always going to be come back to the cross. The symbol of the cross, you got to come back to the cross. It's done at the cross. Jesus already done it at the cross. So many of us don't know it. The Roman Empire didn't even have the idea who they was hanging on the cross. They didn't realize that he was a Messiah and he would get up on the third day. Well, no, not only would get up, but he would get up with all power. So we have the same right. When we come to the cross and be redeemed and be restored by God himself, we have the right to be the same way that Jesus was. Now, what a privilege it is. My pastor Tim always say that. What a privilege it is to be able to be used by God. God's just waiting on us people, couples, those that are thinking about marriage. Do it right. Do it his way. His way is clean. Because that cross was clean. That, that blood is clean. There's nothing dirty about that blood. You know, we got to remember one man Adam brought sin in, one man brought grace in is Jesus. So he cleans us up so we're able to live an abundant life and fulfill his purpose, not our purpose. Couples this week. It's nothing greater than, I'm going to let my wife come because she's very, she's incredible. An incredible woman who fell in love with Jesus and told me it wasn't about me. <laughs> I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. But she brought me, to, uh, brought me to a place where I ended up coming to have a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the greatest thing a man can ever receive in his life is to have a personal relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. It's greater than anything that I ever achieved in life when I came to that place and had a relationship with Christ. Then it restored us. He restored us from the broken place of life to his greatest place and set us on a platform because we were, we were willing to lay down our life and pick up our cross 
and deny ourselves in our relationship to be restored by the Almighty God. And that's what God will do for anyone that's here this weekend. This is just the beginning of, uh, of I'll talk tomorrow about dealing with stuff more than anything. I just want to kind of just set the ground, I want to push through the ground tonight because tomorrow I want to dig up the dirt <laughs> for the brothers. <laughs> so be back tomorrow, brothers, because I got some things I want to dig up the dirt for us so we can just get on with ourselves and get beyond ourselves and, and, and learn to walk holy, learn to love our wife, learn to respect them, and learn to honor them in every area of our life. You're looking at a man that's been transformed forever because God taught me his word because I was willing to surrender myself to him, not to man, but to God, and say yes. And I talk about that all the time. It's the last one. I didn't get into this stuff here tonight, but I'll get into it tomorrow. But I talk about saying yes. There's something about a man saying yes to Jesus. Yes, three-letter word, Y-E-S. You enjoy salvation when you say yes to Jesus. And if I could put my ego out of the way, another three-letter word. If I could put that to the side, easy God out. I need to stop playing God and let God be God and let him show me what I'm supposed to be as a husband, a father, and a man of faith and walk in faith with the biblical principles. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm, uh, like I said, tomorrow I'm going to share a little bit more in-depth. But tonight I'm, I'm just pretty much going to leave it right there. Hopefully it uh, touched the hearts of some of you and pierced the hearts of you. So tomorrow when you come back, you know it's going to be like that man talk. Talk about what we're supposed to be doing as leaders and not being deceived by the enemy that I'm all that. And I think that's all, that, all this other stuff is important because it's not. You know, what's important is, is, is us being the man that God called us to be the head. See, I was a knucklehead for a long time. <laughs> but I'm no longer a knucklehead. I'm the head of my house now. And God will put you in your rightful place, man. Amen? Yes, he is. All right, bless you guys. My wife's going to come up. She's going to share. Okay, I'm going to give you this. Go get them. I will, honey, I will. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> no worries. In your swag bag, as our beautiful Pastor G. Vanel had said, um, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff this weekend. If I can get this jacket, forgive me. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff this weekend. And I want you to know that the things that we talk about, the story, not only the story, but the principles of the Lord Jesus Christ out of the Bible, what set us free is inside of this book. So if we talk fast, if we go along, because it's important, we have to get this thing called marriage right. The statistics in America show us where this brokenness is coming from. It doesn't matter who wins the election. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ has the answer. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit. The direction is the word of God. And when we get on board, watch things change. Right. Amen? The power is within us. We have the answer. And the answer is at the cross. 
Now, when Daryl and I came together, we came together two broken people, two very broken people. And we wrote this marriage book because we said, what about people like us who didn't make the 30-year mark? God bless you all because you are our example. What about people like us who were divorced twice? We live within a blended family. Daryl and I have nine children between the two of us. And there's 17 people that make our blended family work. Can you say Jesus? <laughs> Amen. Right. Grace, grace. Yeah. Can the Lord Jesus Christ work in the life or even save or love a woman like me who is lost in addiction and lost custody of her children because of active addiction? Because I promise you, I was not the woman waking up for Jesus at 530 in the morning. I was not always that way. So whether you had a praying mama or you didn't, whether you had this kind of mother or this kind of father, I'm going to talk to you. Can Jesus meet us right where we are at in the midst of anything and everything? And the answer is yes. Yes. The answer is yes. What do you do when you're grown and you've messed it all up? And the children are a mess and everybody is messed up and you're lost and you have this blended family and there's so much dynamic. And have you ever woken up and said, I don't even know how I got here. And I sure do not know how we're going to get out. Maybe you haven't gone down as far as Daryl and I have. But that should encourage you that God met us right in the middle of our mess. And we finally said yes. So no matter what you're going through, he can and will bring you out for those who are willing. For those who are willing. The only thing he will not interrupt is free will. And free is not very free when you are not in the will of God. Can I get a witness? Amen. Our children paid the price. Because now, years later, I'm restored unto the Lord Jesus Christ. But we have to understand that when we don't say yes to the Lord and we stay in our selfishness and we produce more brokenness, it affects an entire generation. And we're seeing that show up 12, 13, 14 years old through addiction, teen pregnancy. It's getting worse. Why? The family unit. Gentlemen, we need you. You're the head. You're the strength. You're the leaders. You're our guide. You're our protectors, not just providers. The spiritual responsibility of the family lies on you, and we need you. And the enemy has come hard against our men because he knows if he can get you, he can get everything else underneath. Once the man of God is restored in the home, The man of God who has a heart for God. There is nothing stronger. There's nothing greater. The greatest thing that I love about this man right here is that he is a man of God. Not that he provides. Because if you're a man of God, provision will come. All of those things underneath are just a manifestation of first things first. And that's loving the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have to trust him. He is the head and the tail. Not the tail now. He is above and not beneath. There's security for our entire family because I now can follow a man instead of me carrying. Can you stand up for a minute? Oh, you going to carry me? Okay. (laughs) Now, I had to carry him for a long time. 
And I promise you, if I tried to pick him up right now, I would fall, wouldn't I? Men, we're not meant to carry you. Our, men are, our women are ending up stronger because the men are out of place. And I want to just say thank you to the men at Grace Covenant Church because I love those stats up there. That means we have leaders in this house. We need you to go out and help other men. Right. And ladies, we need you to help other women. Because when Daryl was lost, I was walking forward and he was walking away. That's division. What kind of example are our children seeing? What are they seeing? I'm having to watch some of the consequences of my own decisions from not saying yes to the women for so many years. God bless you. Keep trying. Don't let go. Who came to me and were trying to tell me about Jesus. And I said, no. No. Selfishness within sin creates such dysfunction and brokenness. So I have to watch the consequences of my sin play out in some of my children's lives. And I know it's because of the choice I didn't make. I didn't choose Jesus. Right. And some of you are in that same place. But can we say, but God. But God. But God. But God. The very same God that pulled me out is the very same God that's going to pull my children back out. Yeah. Amen. It teaches you to love from an eternal place. It teaches you to believe from an eternal place. You start to pray from an eternal place, not an earthly place where it's all about my feelings or how God is going to set me up or how God is going to work in this marriage. God doesn't fix marriage. Marriage is not broken. <laughs> just saying, just a little... Little fun fact for the little media thing. <laughs> I don't do media, so you Snapchat people are gonna have to back me up or tweet or whatever you do. <laughs> Why? Because what God creates is not broken. There's nothing wrong with marriage. He created marriage, not society. He created with a definitive purpose. Amen, didn't he? with a definitive plan for us to come together and become holy, to build the kingdom of God. And Micah, it teaches us that he said, come together in the marriage bed so that you can produce godly children, so you can avoid temptation, so you can enjoy one another, so I can bring you a helpmate that's gonna help you through this life. When things get tough and it goes down, you're gonna lift each other up. Come on, somebody praise him. Because he's gonna teach us how to do it right. Amen. There's an operational system within marriage. He also created how it's supposed to work. And he also is so good to us that he created the way of escape when we mess it up, even when we're married. He pulled us out of adulteries, addictions, financial ruin, living in my parents' basement. Because when we came back and when we got married and when we finally said we're getting all in, that's the charge tonight. I said all in. Yeah. All in means doing it God's way in every area. Right. Shouldn't argue about tithing. Why? Because if God said it, that settles it. Yes. Amen? Amen? I mean, we just, if we kept it simple, we would experience the power a lot quicker. And we tithe him anyway just to simply honor him for who he is and what he continues to do in the lives of others. Whether you ever give me a brand new car, a brand new anything, I'm not interested because I know to love you higher. Right. I know to love you higher. Yes. 
because I know what you're going to give me. I know you're going to give me forgiveness. I know you're going to give me peace. I know you're going to give me discipline, self-control. I know you're going to give me peace when I need it the most. I know you're going to comfort me in the midst of. I know you're going to cover my children because I'm praying for keeping grace in the midst of, in the middle of, and I'm going to sow a seed for their soul in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to sow a seed to seal my marriage because I know that the principle of tithing is over the area of finance in my home. In the book of Amos, it says, how can you walk together if you can't agree? Hmm. What are you supposed to agree on? The biblical principles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. See, he has a principle. He has the standard for every area in marriage. He has the standard. And the standard is whatever he sets forth. The principle of marriage is to make you holy. So for those of you, if you are contemplating marriage, if you're in marriage and you're having a difficult time in marriage or there has to be a renewed spirit within your marriage, the basics work for everyone. The purpose of dating is to test your character. Right. Because I need to see how you live. Because I'm learning some things in the word of God. We can say a lot of things, but do you live according to the word of God? Because yourself is going to tell on you. Now, I don't care. Cute can get distracted real quick, right? Attraction can become a distraction. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you going to raise our children up in the love of God? Are you going to be there when I'm at my worst? When I put on about 15 pounds, do you still love me? Are you still where your eyes are supposed to be? And are you coming home at night? I'm talking some real stuff right now. Amen. Come on, somebody. Are you a man that can stand? Are you a woman that can stay? Are you a woman that can stay? Are you a woman that can stay? Are you a woman that can respect your husband and speak to the king in him? Even when he's at his worst, when he can't lift you up, if he can't buy you Louis Vuitton, he's still the king. Right. Because right. we got to love higher. We got to be better. Amen? We have to be better. So in the midst of everything and laying the foundation for tonight, the, tonight is all about the charge. Because when we come together with marriage, I ask you, what was your expectation of marriage? Was it based on your expectation or was it according to God's plan? What does God say about marriage and the fulfillment of what that's supposed to be? What does that look like? If you're dating right now, what's your expectation? Is it the white picket fence, we'll go on vacation, so on and so forth? What is it? What's the expectation? Where did the dream get lost for some of you? How did we get here is the question for some of you. We're going to answer some of those questions this weekend. When you say I do and you come together with one another and you stand up in front of the preacher. And you know, we use hearts and stuff in the world today because it's like cute and Valentine's Day and heart this and heart that. Oh, I love you with all my heart. All this good stuff. And when you're standing in front of the preacher, you're pledging your hearts to one another, are you not? 
So when I come to you and I stand before and I make an eternal promise because marriage is a covenant, not whether or not we're going to try this. No. <laughs> I just had to clarify that because that's God's way. So. so this is a forever thing. So the way you were raised or weren't raised, I'm saying I do too. Right. Your character defects and everything that I don't like about you that's going to show up later because it will. Yeah. <laughs> I love you anyway. Right. And everything that you don't like about me, my two broken marriages and the ex-husband I'm still broken and bitter over, guess what? I love you, baby. Right. My debt, my credit cards, my thinking, my molding. I don't know about your credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all in the right place. <laughs> How you think our kids should be raised? Are you a workaholic? Are you an alcoholic? Are you addicted to pornography? Right. And even if that didn't happen at I do, what happens when it happens? Five years in, ten years in, and you find I didn't sign up for this. That was somebody's word right there. We're going to deal with that stuff this weekend. So you come together with everything. And, and God's way is what's going to settle it all in the brokenness. Yeah. And it says in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, you talk about, oh, I love you with my whole heart and soul. You know what the word of God says, what the Bible says? The heart is desperately wicked, sick, and deceitful. Who can understand it? I love you with all my heart, honey. I'm pledging to give you the most desperately wicked, evil thing. Who can understand it? Did we get a revelation? Come on. God's word is that good. My God. Amen. But in verse 10, he says, I, the Lord, search the heart and the mind. He's saying, I get to the deep things. I get to the heart of the matter where it infects and it starts to show up and manifest in behaviors that are not only unbecoming unto me, but cause division within your marriage. That selfishness that drives a wedge and pulls you apart. That adultery, how do you get over that? How do you really forgive something like that? And how do you learn how to trust again? We're going to get into that tomorrow. That place of the kids are acting crazy and you just can't agree. You just can't agree. The charge tonight is saying yes and getting all the way in because the answer is the cross of Jesus Christ. Complete surrender. That's where we start. And when people come to me and they come to my husband and they say, will you counsel us? And I have couples that come and they just want to sit in the office and keep going over this, ha ha rehashing this and rehash. He said, she said, she did, he did. And then I finally come to a place. Pastor Tracy, can we meet with you? Yes. Do you have time to meet me at the cross tomorrow at 7? Because if you're not willing to meet me at the cross and you're not willing to come to the cross, I can't help you. Right, right. Because I'm not that good. My psyche is not that great. 
Therapy can only take you so far. It can equip you with tools, but it's the power of God that's going to dig deep and heal the darkest place. No man can go there except for you and the Holy Spirit, but you have to allow him to do so. You have to get all in. Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God. God's way of doing things, God's way of doing things and his righteousness. Charge number one, I have to be right with God first because God doesn't fix marriage. He fixes the broken people within the marriage that are producing the problems within the marriage. So I have to get right with God first before the we is going to function the way it should. We focus on the we. Date night communicate. Daryl and I killed each other on date night. That didn't work for us. We had to start way back here. Date night. Leaving the table, throwing the napkin, slamming the car door. I'm walking down the street. I'm walking home. We needed help. Date night was a little too much for us. You need some communication exercises. I can't say what we used to say. We had to, well, we got to start back. That's the kind of book we wrote. You're not going to find dating and communication exercises. This is for people who need to go back to the basics and come to the cross. Jesus, thou shalt not kill. Amen. Amen. Jesus help us, right? And he will. And he will. Seeking God first. And then all these things will be added to us. Because we can't get going on in this weekend until we settle the issue. And we laugh. And I remember sitting in those seats. And it wasn't very funny when we were going through the adulteries and the addictions. And when I had to sleep and hide my car keys under the pillow or clear the money out of the bank account, or when I was a spouse and waiting, because I, not because I was better than my husband, I just said yes to Jesus earlier, so we were unequally yoked, even though we were married. And that's one of the hardest places to live, to love somebody who can't love you back or love you the way you need to be loved. It's very empty. It's very difficult. So tonight... I'm going to ask my husband to stand up, and I'm going to ask the ministry team to come forward and the leaders to come up. And we're just going to lay forth a charge, if you will. It's going to start with Matthew 6.33. And the charge and the question is, are you ready to go all the way with Christ in every area. Will you say yes? Will you meet us at the cross tonight? Even for those of you who are doing pretty good and there's a refreshing, and even for those of you who are very strong, would you commit to come down for those who are coming to the cross? Would you come stand behind them? Because that's the charge. Are you all the way in, in every area, finances, raising kids, getting down to the deepest and darkest betrayals because we're going there. Are you willing? I'm not even asking you if you like each other because that's an unfair question because when you're hurting, you don't. Right. I'm talking about a love. There's still a remnant of love or you wouldn't be here. Right. You wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's an answer me, and it starts at the cross. Let me just say this. Uh, 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. It's got to be a trust that comes from within you. Not your husband, not your wife, but you yourself. You got to trust God. So many of us won't trust God. We'll trust everything else. We'll trust what somebody else tells us, but we won't trust God. See, me and Tracy didn't get like this until we trusted God. Amen. We had to trust God with every parts of our life for him to heal it because nobody else can heal it but God. See, Jesus already completed the task at the cross. If you let him clean you up with that blood, then you got the victory. Then you win. Because mm -hmm. the power is in the blood. It is. It's not in a man's mouth or a man's saying, you know, but the power is in the blood. It's, it's through the word of God that changes a man's life, changes a woman's life, changes a marriage mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. But you got to trust it. it. That Proverbs 3, 5 is so strong about trusting, mm -hmm. trusting in the Lord. You got to be able to trust in the Lord. You got to lean. Stop leaning on you. You can't get it done. It's already done at the cross. You, you are redeemed when you come to the cross and you leave it at the cross. He liberates you. He redeems you. He sets you free forever. Thank you, God. Man can't give you this. Only Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's you tonight. We'll meet you at the cross to pray with you. Because this is a powerful thing. Marriage is powerful. If you need prayer, just come. Right now, in the name of Jesus, if you just need prayer. Don't be ashamed. Don't be. See, the thing about it is we in this culture today where we, we get ashamed of what folks think. Well, you know what? I needed help, and I finally came to the cross, and guess what? Look what the Lord has done. Finally, finally come to the cross, admit it. I needed my marriage to be right. I needed to be right with God. Thank I wanted Lord. to be a victorious person. I didn't want to just talk about Jesus no more. I didn't just want to say his name. Some of us get so tempted by everything, say, I'm tempted by this. I'm tempted by that. Jesus was tempted too in Matthew 4, 4. He told the devil, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's the yes. word of God, people. Yes, it is. It's the word of God. Yes, it is. This is where we get free. Yes. Hallelujah. This is where we get free. Yes. This is victory in Christ. Amen. Don't be ashamed. Don't worry. Don't let the devil deceive you and make you believe that your marriage cannot work. Your marriage will work. Yes. Your marriage will, will be restored. God will position some of you men in the place that you're supposed to be at for him, for his kingdom. Let, come on down. Let the rest come through. Spread out. Yes. It's a night of victory. See, we're going to rebuke the devil. Yes. Because he ain't got no authority over your life and your relationship. He has no authority. He think he does, but he has no authority over it. See, once God sets you free and sets you in the place as a man, as the head, now you start operating through the biblical principle. If you put that word on the devil, the devil can't touch you. Mm -hmm. He's afraid of that word even though he knows it, but if he knows that God has anointed you to speak that word, he's going to flee. He's mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. He's got to submit to the Word of God. And for all of you tonight to know that, God, hallelujah, God has not forgot about you. 
God has not forgot about your marriage. We forget about God. See, when God called me seven years ago and said I was going to preach, and I said, I can't preach, he said, you ain't going to preach the Holy Spirit, going to preach to you. I finally committed myself all the way in. I said, bye-bye, world. It's Jesus. And that's what some of you got to say tonight. Bye-bye to the world. Mm-hmm. And say, it's Jesus I'm going to follow. It's this man named Jesus I need to follow. Because there's something, there's something great about him. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but there's just something great about him. Something different about him than anybody else I ever met. Met a lot of people, but I've never met nobody like this man. Where he loved me and loved Tracy through all our brokenness, all our difficult things that were there in our life, and he restored us. He's here to restore you tonight, this weekend. Amen. You answer the call, he'll restore you. Yes, he will. It's nothing to play with. We don't just play church. You know, a lot of folks just go to church and come to church. No, we are the church. Amen. We got to start acting like that, the body of Christ. We, uh, we are the church. Mm-hmm. Amen. Go ahead. So we've settled it. What a great start to the weekend to say, yes, I'm going to do it God's way. And, you know, it's so funny how a lot of people won't show up to marriage ministry because they think, oh, it's my wife's thing. It's it's the most important relationship and decision you'll ever make next to giving your life to Jesus Christ. It takes more training to get your driver's license than it does to get married. It is the most important decision on the earth today other than coming to Christ. So coming to rebuild our marriages and knowing how to do it God's way, it's the most important thing we should be doing. All of you standing for Christ and saying, yes, we're settling it. We're going to do it God's way. So we're going to ask two questions. Those of you who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, and maybe you came here or maybe you've been on the fence with it and say, you know, I don't really understand everything, but I want to settle it tonight. I want to belong to Jesus and I want to learn the ways of Jesus. I just want you to raise your hand because we want to pray with you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 We want to start and we want to pray with you because we want you to have that opportunity to enter in and we want you to get connected with the people up here. We don't want you to leave. We don't want you to leave without talking to them because you're going to need help on your journey. You're going to need help on your walk. You're going to need a family that can walk with you because we can't do this walk alone. We can't do this walk alone. Men lift up the men, and men become mighty men of God. And I happen to know there's some mighty men of God in this church. Right. And the ladies walk alongside the ladies so we can walk and be developed into the women of God that we're supposed to be. So we're going to pray just a prayer just so you can start your relationship, just to say, yes, Lord, I want to start that relationship. So I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Father, in the name of Jesus... I give you my life. You died on the cross so that I could be forgiven. I am a sinner. And in you, I can be saved by your great grace. Forgive me. I surrender my life to you. I believe you rose again on the third day. And I am ready to rise up 
into my new life with you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The next one is for all the couples that have come forth, and we're going to pray for healing, and we're going to pray for that situation right where you're at. The Holy Spirit knows. Yeah. So my husband is going to pray for healing, for that place to be open. The Bible says, I, the Lord, will remove your stony, stubborn heart, yeah. and I will replace it and renew it with a brand new heart, and I am going to put a new spirit inside of you, and that spirit is the Holy Spirit, and that's how the mighty work of God is going to be done. So when you think about that, think about the word of God. Lord, I just want you to remove this heart. I want a new heart. I want a new spirit in Jesus' name. Yes. Bow your heads. Father, we just thank you. We love you. We honor you. Praise you. Lord, we thank you for every couple that is here tonight. We pray life-breaking tonight, Father. Break the ground. Open up the hearts, Father. The hardness of the heart, Father, I ask that you touch it, Holy Spirit, right now in the name of Jesus. I ask that you penetrate the minds of the men and the women here tonight that they will come to a better relationship with you, a better understanding, a better commitment, Father, that they will just open themselves up to you and they will run to the cross. I pray that you will give them wisdom. I pray that you give them knowledge. I pray that you educate those that need to be educated biblically, Father. Teach them the word of God. May the word of God change them forever. May it empower them. May they run out and be soldiers for the kingdom of God. Yes. May they pursue you like never before. May the joy of the Lord be their strength. Yes, May they run with joy every day, waking up every day. It's because the Lord wakes us up every day, and it's a joy to be up every day. Let no burdens hold down, Father. You have taken the burdens at the cross, and you have carried all our burdens, Father. Everyone here tonight set free in the name of Jesus. That relationship will be joyful. That love will be different than it has been before. Yes, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your move and your penetration to the heart because it is you, Holy Spirit, that penetrates the hearts of a man and a woman and you remove all that Jesus. hardness out of their life, Father. Bless you, Father. We praise you for them. Praise you for the marriages. Praise you for the relationships. Pray that they it will be settled. It will be settled tonight in their hearts, not in our minds, but in our hearts. Thank you, Father. Father, you just like you said, it's the heart of a man. David is a man after my own heart. Father, it's our heart that you have to deal with. Deal with every heart tonight. As they drive home, deal with the heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Amen.